Hi, this is Phil Parrish from the Caves and Lunatics podcast, a proud member of the collective, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. This is Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. You are listening to episode 77 tonight. And we are returning to our Lunapic Modern Reviews. We have a very cool, uh, kind of like trodden on familiar ground here with Warren Ellis's and Declan Shalvey's Moon Knight Volume 7, Issue 5. Uh, previously, we had an awesome discussion with Josh Geronimo Johnson on it, um, but the two high priests have returned tonight to discuss it yet again. I am one of your high priests, Ray, and with me is high priest Connor. Connor Shu, how are you? Hello, hello. <laughs> I am doing bloody fantastically. You know, we're getting into the holiday part of the year. I've nearly finished work for the year. Reading some comics or a movie this weekend. We got trailers coming out. We got announcements happening. Not everything's Moon Knight related, sadly, but it's a pretty good time. Oh, of course, yeah, the movies as well. Uh, let's kick off with that. I mean, so you have? Did you watch a few movies, or is it just the one that I'm thinking of? Just the one, but twice. <laughs> ah, awesome. So, um, to I don't know, uh, let the loony listeners know what you saw. Uh, yeah, so I got to see uh, two different um, preview screenings of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse that have been around for, like, everyone, if your sw- uh, cinema could sing it. But, yeah, swing it. Bit of a <laughs> Spider-Man reference without knowing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I dove into that twice. And, honestly, it was just one of my favorite uh, superhero movies ever. Maybe one of my favorite movies of all time. You know, it's just it's just got such heart, such incredible animation, this balance of... You know, humor and drama and the emotional connections just hit. There's yeah. great tragedy, there's great comedy, you know, the action's out of this world. It's super funny. Love all the characters, feels ripped straight out of the comics, so, you know. That's great. Just love it. Oh, it's probably a bit unfair for me to do this to you, Konishu, but this year we also did get, obviously, the Avengers Infinity War, which is at the top of my, my list, I'd guess. Um, how does it compare with that? Yeah, well, I mean, they're such different beasts, and Infinity War represents something massive within the universe, but just the way this connects with the comics and just as a movie itself, I'd be willing to say it tops Infinity War for me. Ooh, that's a good call. Now, that's encouraging. I mean, I've heard really good... I've heard only good things about uh, Into the Spider-Verse. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, into not enter, into. Yeah, yeah um... Definitely want to catch it myself. I'm just going to somehow find some time. Uh, but, you look, you've, you've watched it twice. Um, are you going to watch it again? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? And, and this is it. This is, um, this is great. I mean, this is supporting, obviously, a film that, you know, deserves a lot of support. And this is exactly what they want. They want people to come over and see it, maybe see it again. Uh, which you've done, and all that can mean for us is uh, potential sequels. Well, they've already announced, haven't they, that there are kind of like... Yeah, two different sequels. Mm. So they've already announced the sequel. Have they, like, announced... I know that... Oh, yeah, so we got a sequel to Spider-Verse coming out, but then you've got an all-female Spider-women-focused movie as well. Yeah. The side as well. Well, that'd be great. That'd be great. I'm imagining, though, in... The Into the Spider Verse, they um, they featured a fair few of the um, the characters that you'd see in the all female version, right? I mean, there there was just so many to choose from. Yeah, well, I mean, we got I think six different Spider Men in this movie, and there's like I don't know fifty thousand at this point, probably like twenty, <laughs> thirty well known ones. So they got a big, big call. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And yeah, it just it's just a proper love letter to Spider-Man. Like, it's so rewarding as a Spider-Man fan. And, you know, if we could get something this Moon Knight related, you know, we couldn't ask for more, honestly. Yeah, that would be 
That'll be really cool. I mean, we've seen Moon Knight a few times in the animated version or um, incarnation of himself. Uh, I think my favourite one so far has been the one in the the Secret Wars uh, Avengers one that we covered. Mm. Yeah, which was, uh, I don't know, it was about a year ago, I think. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, it, look, if it, if it raises the bar, if it's anything like what I hear into the Spider-Verse is, then, um, yeah, I mean, then we're in for a treat. Well, I think that would probably assuage a lot of us, wouldn't it? I mean, you know how the recent disappointment of Netflix uh, cancelling all those shows, uh, how would you feel like if instead of that we, yeah, we did get an animated movie with Moon Knight? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of good stuff popping up. I mean... Um, we have the animated movie, definitely, you know, I love animation, I think it works so there with a pulpy, you know, vibe there, but, you know, we also got Shang-Chi coming to the MCU oh, yeah. as well, so I think, I think we'd, we're doing well for speculation at least, <laughs> like, there are a lot of good avenues if they're willing past, you know, the now sadly gone Netflix universe. Mm, there was, uh, I, I did, I did like it though, I think one of the loonies put up um, on the group page that Moon Knight issue with Shang-Chi right after when the (laughs) Shang-Chi announcement came. (laughs) I thought that was very optimistic. Look, I would obviously love that as well. Um, But for Moon Knight to get his foot in any door, I think would be great so far. But um, yeah, I think animated would be be a really good way to go. Yeah, I've got a bit of a, not a bad taste, but... A little put off at this whole Netflix thing, um, just because like even now, like with Jessica Jones coming up and Punisher, um, it's just there's just going to be a weird vibe about it, you know, when watching those seasons. Because more, you know, more most likely, sorry, that they're going to be cancelled. So um, it's just going to tarnish, I think, the seasons to come. Oh yeah, it's like. It's like looking at something already dead. Mm, yeah, exactly. Flogging a dead horse. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so you've been catching that. Anything else has been happening in the last week, Connor, as well, um, other than catching Ooh. top-tier movies? <laughs> um, hold on. Well, I mean, we'll guess we'll just talk about a bit. We had a pretty exciting announcement, admittedly, that mm-hmm. I think we'll crack on to in a sec, but... It was a pretty good week for comics this week. I think uh, Marvel smashed out of the park. We got a uh, Best Defense Hulk and Namor. We got uh, Immortal Ooh, Hulk. Yeah. We got uh, Venom. We got Marvel Knights. But um, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff flying around the woodwork. You got um, one of my favorite books of the year, Submerged. Got its uh, okay. got released in trade paperback. Oh. oh, Winter Soldier as well. Great first issue. West oh. Coast Avengers. Uh, oh, Winter Soldier was that with uh, Rod Reyes? Yep, and Carl Higgins, fantastic issue. Okay, lovely. Uh, So, how are you going with your your pile, Connor? Yeah, well, look, I kind (laughs) of read through this week's comics um, and haven't touched the backlog, but I got two weeks off, so I'm hoping to get rid of my desk clutter then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I I am so behind as well. So, all those titles that you mentioned are tantalising. They're just sitting... At King's, my local comic book store, just waiting for me to pick up in my in my yeah standing order. Um, I've made a, a pledge. I was going to go today, this weekend. Uh, that didn't happen, sadly. So uh, this coming Friday, actually, last day of work. Can't wait. There's going to be a Christmas party. Ooh, exciting. And then after that, I think I might head into the city and just quickly pick up. I think it would be like I'm, I'm about three or four weeks behind. Um, so I'm just going to pick up all that stuff plus the... Um, the Black Friday was it the Black Friday sales that they had a while ago? Uh, I made a few purchases there, so I've got a whole lot to pick up from King. So I'm looking forward to to getting there and actually catching up with some of the books. Um, yeah, I've read a, I've read a few here and there, but uh, yeah, I mean, when I say them, they're like again three or four weeks old. So so uh, what was it that I've read recently? I read I think Amazing Spider-Man nine which I think they're up to 10 or 11 or something, or 10 maybe, um, which was really good. I'm really loving the Nick Spencer run. Uh, I'm looking forward to Best Defense. Um, I've got that in my pile, and Immortal Hulk and all that. Uh, but, yeah, actually a couple of Superman comics, which I have uh, got as a bit of homework 
for uh, for the <laughs> other podcast, which I'm doing the other Connor. So that's keeping me busy as well. But um, I wanted to say as well, yeah, I've got um, Eve's, Eve's parents are over from the Netherlands, so it's, that's very exciting. Uh, spending as much time as I can with them while they're here. So, so obviously, yeah, that leaves little time for uh, for reading. But you know, it's not it's not a bad thing at all. Um, they're so much fun to have. Uh, yeah, so that's um, that's what's been happening the last week for me. But um, sounds like you're you've got a a nice batch of comics to read up ahead, Connor. Yeah, well, I mean, including this week, I just want to drop a few more names. You have got Die One and Snot Girl from uh, Image Comics. Oh yes, you got uh, the end of uh, Ninja K. Uh, oh, Lodger oh. from Black Crown. Oh, is it the is Martian that the Manhunter. Is that the end? Of Ninja K. Yeah, final oh, issue. Um, that's a weird one. Is it issue 14, isn't it? That's a weird... Yeah. Oh, okay. Think... Similar to the Lemire run. Yeah, like I think the... Gage is... Um... Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. It was a really abrupt end, and I think Gage is leading to pursue television. Yeah. After the changes at Valiant. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, sorry, you were saying other than that as well. Oh, um, Martian Manhunter, I saw... Um, what? I saw that number yeah, one. Yeah, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Yep, new one from DC. That was really good. And uh, oh, what more can I? Was it Shazam? Uh, Moth and Whisper. Shazam as well. Oh yeah, Shazam was a pretty good introduction to a character I've only read like a tiny, tiny bit of. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, lovely. Well, yeah, we, we've got our work cut out for us as well, don't we? Um, also, oh look, you know, just to tell you a bit of dramas as well. <laughs> um, made it made a purchase for some really nice trades. Over uh, on Facebook as well, they, they seem to be lost in the mail somewhere, which is highly annoying. Um, fingers crossed they turn up this week, but uh, a bit of a gut wrench there because uh, I've got a few Namor and a few Hercules oh. trades, which I've been searching high and low for, and I found them finally, but they seem to be lost in the post, so uh, hopefully that um, hopefully that will come through as well. Uh, anyway, Looney, sorry, I don't know why you have to <laughs> you have to hear that. Just thought I'd just thought I'd share. Um, look, also, so getting to the issue that we're going to cover, Konishu, and and as mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we have actually technically covered this before. Um, so Josh Geronimo Johnson, one of our valued loonies, um, he has hosted and co-hosted. A uh, fair few episodes of Into the Night uh, in his Isla Ra sessions back in issue, oh, not issue, in episode 51. Uh, I sat down with him and I went through his comics, and one of them was Moon Knight uh, Volume 7, Issue 5, which is this very one. It actually it wasn't just one of the four, it was, I think, in the top two. I can't remember, it may have been, no, no, it, it may have been, I think, number one on his pile. So, pretty high regards for this issue, Connor. But we thought it would be fun anyway to revisit this because I'm I'm interested to get the, your thoughts, Connor, on this. Um, it seems to be well acclaimed by everyone, but it would be interesting to see what you make of this this little ditty. Yeah, I'm very excited to crack into it. I've, I've, I've got some things to say. You know, it's probably one of the single most beloved issues of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, before that as well, just a few other things I thought we might cover. There are a couple of things. Uh, obviously, the the big one, Avengers, it's been released now. The subtitle, Endgame, Avengers 4 has Endgame. been. The, the trailer has been released. A few people have speculated that it would be called Endgame, and they were right, it seems. Uh, which kind of makes sense, doesn't it, Connor? I mean, they did mention that term a few times in the movies, in the lead-up. I mean, most most yeah. notably by Doctor Strange uh, in Infinity War, you know, saying it's the end game, something like that. But a very uh, very powerful little trailer. That's also great if you're avoiding spoilers. I think you can watch that one because, you know, it's, it doesn't really reveal anything, just gets, you, gets real emotional for the next big one. Yeah, oh gosh, a lot of people are not looking forward to it, but kind of are in a way, and I know exactly what they mean. They, uh, It's been a massive ride since 2008. Look, no one wants to see it, and it does have to reach some sort of, I guess, some sort of closure, some sort of conclusion. Um, and, you know, there's life after it as well. Let's, let's um, not forget that. Um, the characters being weaned at the moment, I believe, of Black Panther, Doctor Strange, and Captain Marvel to potentially take the franchise 
onwards and upwards. So, um, however it is beyond end game, uh, I'm sure there'll be a few surprises in store. We've still got the X-Men and Fantastic Four to turn up. That's going to be a boon. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, you got to wonder what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. Um, also, as well, this is probably in your wheelhouse, Connor, so you can probably talk more of it. Uh, I'm not much of a gamer myself. I know a lot of loonies are. But uh, apparently Marvel Ultimate Alliance number three has been announced. Yeah, biggest announcement after, you know, both Sony and Microsoft saying they'd never published the game due to low sales. Nintendo picks it up for their own system to drop uh, a cool little th- uh, sequel with the third one, um, which is super exciting. Uh, it's got some movie-based villains, but it's also one of the first times we've seen X-Men in a Marvel video game since mm-hmm. they've been fighting with Fox for all these years. So that's super exciting, Great. especially after the mess with Marvel vs. Capcom. But, yep. you know, yeah. not only is that exciting, but uh, Ultimate Alliance also the only video games to feature uh, Moon Knight in them. And, you know, his popularity has only grown and grown in the last few years. So mm-hmm. we can only hope he pops in that one with an even more refined moveset. So mm-hmm. keep well, an eye on that if you love... Well, we know a lot of people love those games, but if you love Moon Knight, it's yeah, there. absolutely. And I, I have forecast a lot of our episodes into 2019. You know, being ever excited about all this and looking at the phases of the moon, and we do have a couple of video game reviews or the avatars of vengeance, as I like to call it. Uh, so that will be fun. Uh, I'm not sure when Ultimate Alliance Three will will come out, Connor, but uh, we can certainly look at Moonlight's appearance in some of the other games. Uh, and that'll be a fun thing to do. We haven't done a video game review before. Um, and uh, I also thought as well, kind of, Moonlight has appeared in uh, Marvel Legos Avengers, technically, as well. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it was pretty... Um, I mean, I, I, I searched for him and I got him. Uh, he's... His power set and abilities are a pretty pretty meh. <laughs> um, he, he can only throw crescent darts, and he's got like um, he's got a bow, I think. Uh, not not truncheons, or well, maybe he has truncheons. Yeah, but uh, nothing to really write home about there, other than the fact that you're you can be Moon Knight in in the in the Legos Avengers. But yeah, yeah, Ultimate Alliance should be should be pretty fun. Um, yeah, is that that's something that you'll probably be purchasing, Connor? Oh, 100%. Yeah? Awesome. 100%. Well, I mean, it might be shit, but, you know, hopefully not. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and finally, look, I just wanted to congratulate. I know it's coming up soon. I saw a tweet from our friends, fellow collective members. We have a Hulk. So uh, I'd just like to give them a shout-out. Um, Woo! Yeah. Uh, well done, guys. They are coming up towards their 100th episode. So I think they were trying to canvas an interview with Donny Cates. Um, let's hope they make that happen. They have interviewed a spate of really, really cool celebrities. Uh, I think it's definitely within their range. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out for We Have a Hulk podcast. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, I just want to give a plug to our fellow collective member. Uh all right, well, Konishu, I think unless there's anything else, is there uh, anything else I don't know you want to cover in the in the world of of comics uh, before we get no, into it? No, I think it, that you? about covers it. It's yeah. not a bad bad little week for comics, I think. Yeah, I mean, like you said, no real Moon Knight news, but you know we've come to expect that. Um, so whenever it does hit, it will be a glorious day, I'm sure. Um, look, why don't we just um, go to a quick ad break? And we'll be right back for our Lunapic review. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Brian. And we are the hosts of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast apps for all your Ghost Rider needs. Right on.
Welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast, and I am here, your High Priest of Conchu Ray, with High Priest of Conchu Connor, and we are going to review a modern run, and very much loved and known by many Loonies. It's by Warren Ellis, Declan Shelby. It is Moon Knight, Volume 7, Issue 5. It's titled Scarlet. So... Before we get into it, Connor, and before I kindly ask you, uh, you know, the availability of it and the credits, for listeners that haven't listened to us before, what we usually do when we do a Lunar Pick is we do a sliver, which is a very truncated, a very short synopsis, basically gaining the essence of the story, and in a couple of sentences we try and sum it all up. Um, And then Connor and I... Um, just have a free discussion of just good points here and there, what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, certain, I know, ties or certain references. Uh, we talk about the art, the writing, the colouring, anything. Uh, and, yeah, we just um, we pick apart the issue. And then that's capped off with a moon rating. And it's our highly, <laughs> our highly infamous convoluted moon rating so that could be anything from a new moon to a half moon a full moon we do have a very special blue moon reserved only it's like a it's like a blue label whiskey connor only available for um for those issues that really make its mark uh yeah so um let's get into it connor shoe uh with this highly popular issue where can loonies find it to to give it a read uh, lovingly available everywhere. So you've got it on Comixology, um, Kindle, uh, either in issue or trade. It's on Marvel Unlimited. Uh, the trade is called Moon Knight from the Dead. Uh, that will be definitely stocked in all comic stores, still um, widely available in print. Um, I think the issues uh, still definitely um, you know, cost a bit more with years, but I think you can still pick up a decent copy of this in physical, like the issue itself, um, mm-hmm. by not searching too hard, so that's pretty good as well. But yeah, basically, anywhere you buy your comics, uh, this will be there, yeah. whether in trade or issue. Yes, and I just realized I forgot to. I usually try and find either variant covers or second or third printings. Um, I did not follow up on that. I'm not sure if it would have made a second printing, Connor. What do you reckon? Probably, maybe it did. I know the first issues, first and second issues usually do, but this is well into it. This is issue five already. Um, I'm not too sure. Yeah, the second last issue of the run. Mm, mm. So uh, anyway, I might um, have a little look up there and I'll put it in the show notes again, just in case, uh, in case you can't afford the, the first printing. It's out, um, and so Connor, as mentioned, uh, we are we are looking at Volume Seven, Issue Five, Scarlet. Um, can you please uh, let us know the credits? All right, so this one uh, dropped in uh, 2014. It was written by Warren Ellis, uh, drawn by Declan Shelby, coloured by Jordi Belair. Uh, Chris Iliopoulos uh, jumped on the lettering. Uh, editors uh, Ellie Pyle and Nick Lowe. Mm-hmm. And uh, Declan and uh, Geordie on the cover as well. Yeah, a very beautiful cover as well. Um, all right, now for the sliver, I don't know, Connor. I, I'm happy. Are you? Do you want to? Do you want to give it a go? I'm happy to give it a go either way. I can uh, jump on this one. It's uh, pretty simple. Yep. Um, uh, big old Mooney uh, has found out that a uh, young uh, young girl was kidnapped from, I believe, straight outside of her school. Uh, her name is Scarlet and has been kidnapped by this gang for some sort of reason. And he's uh, taken to their hideout to beat the crap out of them all and uh, rescue her. Pretty much. it's a That's a very, very well-told summation of the issue. Uh, very simple and very typical of, as we've seen, Warren Ellis's other issues where the, the premise is pretty straightforward. I mean, you can't go wrong with, with much of it. Uh, and I think... The beauty of Warren Ellis's writing is not in the intricacy of the actual plot, but in I think the dialogue. Uh, I think uh, he he most often most probably had input with Declan Shelby on the layouts and and how things are looking because it's it's got a very particular look, very cinematic, uh, and also I guess how things are how things are fleshed out in the very simple plot. So. 
previously we saw if we're looking at issue four uh when mr knight went into a dream state and started hallucinating you look at all that kind of um really trippy stuff uh that was a lot of fun stuff here i think you get a lot of the um the meat of moon knight basically i can see it like on a piece of paper described in one line just moon knight fighting his way up a tenement that's basically isn't it but it's the the fun of it comes from how he does that and uh, we get a, a lot of different ways to showcase Mr. Knight's, um, I guess, fighting ability and how deadly he is. Yeah, so um, I think where should we start? Do we want to dive into the art first, or? Yeah, let's get let's go into the art. The art's very well, important. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, dumb to say, uh, we're going to talk about this, but I don't think we'll talk about the intricacies quite as well as uh, strip panel nakeds. Uh, uh, YouTube video on this issue, which we'll link below if you really want to get to the intricacies of how the art really works and the uh, the way the panels and the direction of the issue works, just the nitty-gritty details of how great this issue is, we'll link that uh, below if you haven't already seen that. Yeah. Yeah, it is actually, it, that will do it justice. I mean, we can't describe it well enough uh, as that YouTube video of Strip Panel Naked. A really, really good series uh, there's also other ones. Um, this one's obviously showcasing Declan Shelby and, and Ellis's layouts. But I saw other ones with um, with Mark Wade and Chris Sumney and Black Widow, and the level of thought that goes into um, how to manipulate the reader's eyes and and direction uh, and all that sort of stuff is is really fascinating stuff. So if you can check out this uh, this YouTube click on. Clip on strip panel naked, and, and as Connor says, we'll put we'll put a link to it. Uh, really good stuff, but um, yeah. But art wise, Connor, uh, any any shining moments here for you? Well, I think. All right, so I think we got to talk about how cinematic this whole thing is. Mm. Uh, just immediately from the get go, just you know, of course, the great way they present the credits to the Marvel Entertainment presents. Uh, you got this great build up of Moon Knight threatening them mm-hmm. before getting geared up to go inside got the picture of the girl and then the giant shot of the floors and then bam it just goes off from there yeah and what a great way to introduce an issue like there's like warren ellis and his artist no one does um like cinematically like comics uh cinematically like them yeah yeah they're they're just really great stuff and there's that one i mean i've mentioned it before I, i think with josh there's that first splash page after the cinematic kind of credits and and, and uh, prologue, and there's just the back of Mister Knight, and you get kind of like a, a ground level perspective from behind, uh, and he as he looks up into the tenement, which is like a huge atrium space um, with I guess perimeter uh, apartments, um, you know, off off balconies. Uh, really, really great, really great colours from Jordi Belair as well. Um, and a really good highlight, again, of the use of white. I know that sounds very, you know, um, not exciting, but uh, when Geordie Blair colours everything else and when Mr. Knight is left just in black and white, he really does stand out. No one does white like her. I think yeah. there's an incredible scene very early on where you just see him holding uh, the truncheon from like a low angle looking up. Mm-hmm. It's just him holding the truncheon facing someone the way the white focuses on that truncheon is just incredible it does it looks almost glowing doesn't it it's 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 so clean and crisp and i love how uh, it's contrasted with and you get it with the graphic violence of this here about how uh, organic uh, splatter the blood so geordie belair does it whenever he mr knight throws a crescent dart or he whacks someone with a truncheon or a baseball bat and you get this splash of of blood coming off the person it's very organic um as opposed to the the clean lines and the and the the glowing white i guess of, of mr knight oh totally and it just there's so many browns and deep blacks that it just it just sticks out yeah yeah like nothing else yeah um also as well i do love if we're sticking to the art i love how and and again Declan Shelby has done this in previous ones how every now and again he will um let's say overload but he will really um add a lot of detail 
into stuff. And and it really does have a strong effect. So the one I'm looking at is when um, Mr. Knight has a cracked truncheon and then he decides to shoot the grappling hook anyway, but since it's cracked, it just splinters and bursts into a million pieces. And there's that sort of thing. And again, similar to issue four where he breaks down the door and the door just like fragments into hundreds and hundreds of pieces. It has just a really good effect. And it reminds me cinematically of... You know when um, when you get the ultra slow-mo of something, you know, whatever it is in an action piece, and you get to see every little bit like hang in the air? That That's the sense that I get here as well. And it's, um, uh, it, I don't know, it just adds a, a, a little, a real pop, a real uh, wow factor to the to the art. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of um, things, yeah, the scene where he just smashes that guy's head in with the door, it just... <laughs> It is just incredibly brutal. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> so I think with the art, um, the way the way the art works basically is the way he positions hand movements, bodies, and weapons naturally directs your eyes down the page. Yep. And you don't notice it, but we'll show you that video and it just explains it in such depth. But And it, it's just a brilliant way because you can read through this in like, just a few minutes, but that works so well, just because how simple it is just to follow that easily, follow every swing, take in every bit of this incredible art. And I think not only is that brilliant, but it's the way it did this with so many um, different types of, like, fight scenes. You know, you've got truncheons, you've got stabbing people with um, uh, the crescent darts. You've yeah. got one of my favourites, um, uh, grabbing his... Uh, jacket swinging around someone's head throwing them off the stairs that's absolute favorite way the simple things in panels that doesn't overclog them just you know the direction of a line on the page shows him breaking someone's um arm you know like a swift kick to the to the um neck or something just shows so shows the skill of moon knight mm. and so many different types of um skill that he has all the different types of fighting styles he have everything he's learned yeah so, you know full on yeah, it's great, and and it's just so inventive. It's you can see he's he's kind of um, he's kind of improvising a lot of the stuff as well, which I really love to see. So, as you say, kind of he's got a, a very mean, awesome fighting style. He's very brutal, um, but there's that bit where he comes across that really big tattooed guy, and he's a big guy, right? And he at first he grabs Moon Knight by the head and he lifts him up, you know. Very kind of tropey of action films, and so you see a shot of his legs dangling in the air. So he's hanging by his his uh, his head, basically, Mister Knight. But what he does, he digs he digs some crescent darts into the guy, but then he takes off his jacket and wraps it around the guy's face to disorient him, and then he pulls him with it out and across the balcony, through the balustrade, and down into the um, the lower grounds below. So you know he he will do anything he will use anything to um to win the fight and uh, this is very different from say i don't know your daredevil or your spider-man um you know he, he's just very down and dirty which is really good so, so yeah if you don't mind i'm gonna jump on to my next point and yep. is that why this is your work so much you know it's not just a brilliant action piece which it is you know, Ellis does this in so many of his books. Uh, he's smashing out of the park at the moment with Cemetery Beach, a fantastic um, okay. action book. His yep. recent James Bond mm-hmm. um, with Jason Masters, I believe it is. Just amazing cool. action. Um, but this one as well, not only is it a great action piece, but it captures so many little bits about Moon Knight that make this whole run fantastic. I'll start again from the start. One of my favorite things about this is the way... It dives into one of my favorite things about Moon Knight that sometimes doesn't pop up enough, that, you know, his heroic actions are dictated by this protecting the travelers of the night, you Mm -hmm. know, the way he explains why he's doing this, you know, what it is about taking this girl and all this stuff, it just just rings to the part of Moon Knight I love so much. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, look, also as well, if you you even go further to that um, with what is synonymous with Moon Knight... Um, the very last page as well is is utterly kind of confronting. Uh, I'm just going to jump straight to it. And uh, and he's basically talking to a corpse. Like, the guy gets squashed by the moon jet or the moon glider. 
uh, and he's just a bloodied mess at the top of this roof. Uh, and Mr. Knight comes over, and he, he basically is talking to the guy. The guy's, uh, I'm sure, dead. Uh, and he goes, listen, you know, where are you going? Tell your friends. Tell everyone you meet. Tell them all when you see me coming. And then it pans to a, an ultra close-up of him. Then it fades to black, and he just ends with run. <laughs> um, so he is quite a terrifying character as well. And he is not only a protector of the night travellers, but he is someone that he wants the criminals to see him coming um, and he relishes this conflict that he has with them. So, um, yeah, really, really good stuff. Really, uh, I really love the way that Ellis um, depicts Mr. Knight here. Very different from, I mean, if we look at the, the latest run with Max Bemis, uh, and there are parallels as well there, kind of like with the action scenes. We spoke with Jason Burroughs, and, and his, there are some glorious action scenes in the Bemis and Burroughs run where you see multiple versions of Moon Knight across a, a double page, splash page, you know, fighting on the ship or, or you know, what have you. Um, really fantastic. And, and Jason Burroughs did say that. Um, he was conscious of like body movements and reflecting that in the panel layout, so you get that kind of visceral sense of moonlight kicking or punching. Um, so I think they take a, a bit of a leaf from from this awesome issue. I mean, this issue and and the Yellis run in general. Uh, it's just this is just a masterclass, isn't it? Yeah, and I think this speaks to what a lot of people love about the character as well, you know. It's this heroic action, but he is just more exceedingly more violent than any other hero. And, mm. you know, that's that's what people love. You know, it's got that bit of an edge, but when Ellis does it, it's got that great bit of comedy. Yeah. Uh, you've got the iconic, uh, you know, holding the chin going nice in this scene, yeah. in this uh, comic. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, the... Uh... Sorry, I was about to say, it's a very different humour, isn't it, from Bemis? Um which Ellis is not really known for his humour, is he? But he does put a bit in there. He uses it a lot more sparingly than Max Bemis, say, who will, in some issues, just kind of throw a lot of humour at the reader through Mark Spector and the identities. But Ellis's is a lot more, I guess, um, chosen in particular. Yeah, and I think um, also Ellis is pretty good at comedy. He's just got a, um, a very uh, like got that wonderful dry British sense of humor. You know that trans metropolitan, mm. yeah, and a lot of other comics like that capture that kind of element. And he does it like a lot more subtle, uh, uh, subtly than um, Bemis did, which yeah. isn't like a comment on the quality. It's more the way the comedy is presented itself. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it definitely works a lot in this kind of action issue, you know. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, what was I going to... Oh, yeah, the other, the other thing I was going to mention was, obviously, you know, we're talking about how Moon Knight is quite violent and, quite, you know, you can obviously as well make the parallels with the Punisher, but I think the big difference with the Punisher is... Uh, he's got a lot more firearms and stuff, and, and he does a lot of stuff, not not all the time, because he does get up close and personal every now and again, but, you know, you'd see him taking out someone from a slight distance, you know, um, sniping, or like or basically just with guns, um, or bombs and such. Moon Knight is, is your, he's kind of like the version of, of Daredevil, but he has a sensibility of the Punisher. So he doesn't use guns at all, although we saw that in Vengeance of the Moon Knight, but he has that violent streak and he has that um, drive to do whatever it takes to to bring justice and vengeance, uh, to satiate Conchu, more or less. Yeah, and just, I guess, yeah. Uh, like, And that's what's so perfect about the... Um, the um, you know, protecting the travellers of the night, but at the start it just centralises that character so immediately for what's going to come next and just, you know, one panel, one speech bubble. Yeah. It's brilliant. And I guess the big thing here that's been set up over the course of this run is, you know, the fear that, that Moon Knight's really trying to instill fear, you know. Absolutely. The way he drags the club, the way he wears white, and, you know, the whole point at the end of this issue... Yep. As he saves the girl, but it's also one big message to everyone else in the city of who might who Moon Knight is, yeah. who Moon Knight is, and what he'll do. Yeah, that's a very that's a very good point, and it is something that has to be 
kind of highlight as well. I forgot about it, but you're right. He he does um, drag that baseball bat with blood across the wall as he walks, kind of almost arrogantly. Um, but it is to strike fear to those. Uh, at the end, the uh, criminal that is holding that schoolgirl or that girl, uh, he actually talks the guy out of of killing her. And basically, he talks the guy into giving Mr. Knight his, his gun because he basically strikes fear in him. He, he says, uh, look, you know, if you kill the girl, you know, that's kind of an expected outcome. But have you ever thought of what happened to you after that? You know, are you prepared to die? Because if you kill that girl, I will kill you. And he's saying this while he's holding a bloodied bat as well. So um, if I was in that guy's shoes, speaking to this madman, uh, yeah, you'd be pretty much scared to, you'd be frozen. You'd be like a deer in headlights. Yeah, and I guess, you know, does it well. You know, one Batman's reference per episode maybe does it even a bit better. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, and and, I mean, look, and taking that further as well, like I said, towards the end, again, even to a dead, bloodied corpse, he is still trying to strike fear. He's sending a message. He's telling this bag of blood and bones that, yeah, I'm coming for all the criminals. Anyone that sees me, tell them to run because... Uh, you know, I'm here to, to you know, meet out vengeance. So it's all about fear in this in this issue, uh, and it's really, really well done. Um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the issue is caught up with all these different ways and, and to show off the prowess of Mr. Knight's fighting skills, which is so much fun and it is very actiony and it's it's just a, it's just really fun to read. But yeah, that message of of the fear um, really, really good stuff from Ellis. Uh, and, and so that also touches upon Connor as well, that there's been talk as well of the, the schoolgirl, And she says something that, uh, I think was, I don't know if it's, if, if it's profound, but she actually says something, uh, that really does make Mr. Knight, uh, it elevates him above just like a, a person in a mask. He seems to almost have this, I don't know mythology about him, or he's something other, is something supernatural or out of you know otherworldly. No, yeah, I was just uh, it's just another you know little thing like um another little tiny bit of character in a very action focused issue that takes up you know the entirety of its pages. Like the Travelers and I, it's just one comment that um, comments on the the nature of Moon Knight's illness, but also his identities and what they represent as a crime fighter, as a vigilante. Mhm. Yeah. 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 So yeah, when she realised that the mask, it like it isn't. It's a face because you know, Mister Knight is that separate personality, that separate identity, that separate ideology within, you know, all the different parts of Mark Spector. So you know. Yeah, it, it's just it's just a weird thing for a, a girl to say, from it. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's really it's good. It's very effective. It's just I don't know. My my logical part of my brain is trying to figure out why did she say that? How's it all, like? You know, how does it all tie up? Um, uh, you know, is she is she a little crazy herself? I don't know, but it's just a really cool. It's one of those really cool moments, I guess. Um, whether it, and uh, he just you know he smiles through his mask and just says, "Smart kid." Um, again, just a little bit of, you know, just a little bit of humor there as well. Uh, but yeah, really really good stuff. Um, any other big points here, Connor, that you want to you want to raise? Uh, yeah, I'm just looking through it. I think I think we did cover most of it. Um, you know, we've had a few talks about this on the episode, mm-hmm. um, on this podcast, and link that great strip panel naked comment. But yeah, just the color, the art, the tiny bits of character, it just all works together for mm. one. You know, there's a reason. There's this is like the most. It's one of the single most celebrated issues in the entirety of, you know, Moon Knight's uh, history. And even within Marvel's recent history as well, you know, Ellis, Shelby, uh, Belair, Iliopolis all bring that forefront, um, uh, all bring their A-game to the forefront. And, you know, it's shown with a legacy within, you know, articles and, you know, talks about the best of superhero comics. This issue will pop up, you know, in mm. recent years. Yeah, for sure. Look, I think before we get into our Moon Knight ratings, 
Connor, uh, let's have a bit of fun here. Out of all the encounters that Mr. Knight comes up against in the issue to get up to the little girl, what was your favourite one? <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Uh, out of all the encounters that Mr. Knight has in going up the flights of stairs to get to the girl Ooh. at the end, what is your favourite one that he does? What is your favourite encounter that he has? Nah, easily my favourite. Um, whatever page it is, fighting the big guy, swinging that, um, swinging off his coat, just grabbing him by the head and just doing an absolutely sick swing yeah, yeah. over the edge. I love it. Yeah, that is very, that is very speak. That is very quick thinking, improvised. I love it as well. That's really good. Uh, look, my favourite is, I've got it here as well, um, digital copy. Uh, I'm reading the, sorry, I'm reading the trade. It's um, uh, somewhere in the middle there. Mr. Knight, this guy is walking down the stairs and Mr. Knight grabs uh, Crescent Dart and he throws it at the guy's foot and it actually lodges his foot onto the <laughs> stair. But his momentum carries him forward and he just, you know, hits uh, hits the um, the ground face first. But to me, that is just so sick because his foot would have been stuck there. So his ankle would have been, you know, would have popped uh, as he fell down because his foot was stuck by that Crescent Dart. Uh, just a lot of kind of really... Um, <laughs> gloriously macabre uh, ways to to uh, to neutralize someone, but yeah, that would probably have to be it for me. <laughs> yeah, um, do you want to do? A, do we want to give this a moon rating now, Connor? Before we go into our moony miss missives, I think so. I think we'll crack into it. I think, or you know, I've been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm willing to crack it out first time on the show. You know, this won't bring any surprise to anyone. I think many people would agree, but, you know, I could read this issue so many times without ever getting bored. It's definitely uh, the big old blue moon from me. Ah, cracking out the blue moon. Fantastic. The blue moon. So that is is a very rare moon, loonies, Um, and that is reserved only for the very best and Connor, you beat me to the proverbial white knuckled gloved punch there. I am willing to give this a blue moon as well. So, uh, in our convoluted rating system, a blue moon is anywhere between 11 to 20 out of 10. Even further, you can take it as much as you want, but blue moons all round. Excellent. So, loonies, that is. Gives you a bit of a, an idea of how good an issue this is, at least in mm. our eyes. Uh, but let's not stop there. We have a bit of feedback, Connoisseur, from some of the loonies on our Facebook group who responded to the discussion thread, which we threw up there just prior to the episode. Um, yeah, are, uh, are you? have you got the, uh, yeah, the sheet can... up there? I could dive into the first one, yep. Mm-hmm. Well, we got some lovely fans here dropping in. You know, some of, some of our regulars you can find over the group, facebook.com slash group slash ITK Moon Knight. Find these people and the threads we talk about, uh, we have to talk about on the show. Uh, some more links later in the episode. But Mibkine, I believe, Mibkin. I totally forget, man. Sorry, we love you here. But he says, oh boy, that this was a hell of fun issue resembling the pacing and theme of certain action movies. MK showing up and beating everyone he sees was freaking delightful with the various ways he takes them down, some more unfortunate than others. <laughs> uh, the flow of the panels are smooth and really captured Mooney's simple yet precise movement as he goes up the complex. Oh, and the kid's dialogue plus the last guy's death is, at the end, brilliant. It's one of the most enjoyable issues that I can read again and again, and it's a gold mine for memes, so this makes it 10 out of 5. Whee! So that has got to definitely be a blue moon from Midkind. Thank you, good sir. Uh, it's, it goes to show that Connor and I aren't alone in our thoughts here, but totally agree with everything that you say there. It's, it's a bit weird seeing or reading someone say, you know, the last uh, the guy's death at the end brilliant <laughs> um, but unless you know the issue uh, you can you can totally understand where Midkind's coming from and I'd have to say I believe both of us we, we wholeheartedly agree as well um, certainly love the dead go- uh, the guy's death at the end there as well the bloodied mess uh, we have another bit of feedback from one of our valued loonies Noel Tate uh, a little shout out again. Noel is the lead singer and guitarist of Delita, the band, 
and Delita have provided the music for Into the Night. So all the music that you hear on Into the Night is courtesy of Noel and Delita. Noel says, This is close, if not a perfect comic, as far as portraying action in sequential art. Declan Shalvey's panel layouts and pencils are no less than cinematic. Almost seems that a few people at Marvel Netflix were paying attention to this for the hallway scene in uh, <laughs> Season 1 of Daredevil. Yeah, far out. Favourite panel is Mr. Knight kicking the goon in the stomach and the goon puking. <laughs> the team really makes Moon Knight seem terrifying. Favourite line of dialogue is Scarlet saying, It's not a mask, it's your face. Brilliant work by Ellis. Classic Moon Knight and classic comics. Actually, Connor, that's reminded me. The little girl is called Scarlet. Are we to believe this yes. is an iteration of Stained Glass Scarlet? Is this why she has this almost uh, psychic connection with Moon Knight? Hence her saying, it's not a mask, it's your face. I did not pick that up first. I wouldn't know. I think that's maybe something to follow. Maybe we can ask Ellis one day. Like it's, I mean, it's it's a stretch because obviously she's not fully grown, but she's got the red hair. It might be Warren Ellis's take on the character. Yeah, you never mm. know. That was an interesting thought, though. Mm. Follow up, hit us up, loonies. If you agree, what you're thinking? <laughs> yeah. Give Ray the thinking he needs. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have another one here, Connor. Oh, yeah, we got a <laughs> lovely Mr. Josh Johnson dropping in with uh, Into the Night, episode 5, uh, episode uh, 51, I mean, uh, he says, you know, referring to the episode he was on, so definitely check that one out, that's a great episode with his thoughts. He's, he's even got uh, the timestamp there. <laughs> but he also says, uh, but in all seriousness, it's the perfect one-shot story. Moon Knight needs to fight up five floors of thugs to save the little girl. Simple, but epic. Shelby's art is superb. The action is amazing and brutal. And we uh, get to see just how skilled Mr. Knight can be. Definitely deserving of the ultra-rare Blue Moon. Woohoo! Crack out the Blue Moon. We have another one. Connor, there's four Blue Moons already. What's going on? Mate, it's not done there. We're not crazy. We've got people backing us up. So I'll leave it to you to finish off the last one. Yes, and from one of our one of the show's favourites, one of the show's favourite sons, Rick Ball, the Rick Ball special. Rick weighs in on issue five, and he says, "Fantastic one shot, basically reminded me of the Raid Redemption featuring our boy Mooney. The last page alone shows that Moon Knight is a one hundred percent unfiltered badass." Five out of five. So, Rick, I'm not sure if Rick knows of the Blue Moon, but he has given a full moon, which is uh, obviously no slouch as well. He's given it full marks. So, thank you, Rick. Thank you for your feedback. Uh, totally see that connection with the raid as well. Although I haven't seen the movie, I've heard of it. it to me, it reminded me of Carl Urban's Judge Dredd, which I believe was was lifted off the raid as well. So, uh, yeah, so many, many connections there. But absolutely, that last page um, with Moon Knight talking to that corpse, uh, just just absolutely crazy, yet absolutely um, frightening at the same time. So, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, thank you, Loonies, for, those, for that feedback. That was really good. Um, it, it's, it just goes to show... Actually, Loonies, I'd like to see any Loonies out there that did not like this issue. I'd be really keen to hear from you. Um, not to say that, you know, we know what's best and, and um, we all believe that it is the, the best issue ever made of Moon Knight, but uh, everyone does seem to enjoy it. So I'd, I'd really like to, see, to hear other inputs. Um, if, if you didn't really like it, why not? Uh, what didn't do it for you? Uh, yeah, yeah, just, just write in or um, drop a line in the Facebook group or page if you can. Yeah, so that, yeah, like I said, we're not crazy. The proof's in the bunch of other people on the internet, so, you know. Yeah. You know? Excellent. Pretty damn good. Yeah, well, before we go as well, just a quick spectacle. Once again, um, a, a big shout-out to uh, We Have a Hulk podcast on their upcoming 100th yes. episode. Best of luck, guys. I um, hope you knock it out of the park. I know you will. Uh, check it out. 
uh, will have the link to their website, which will lead you to all their podcast episodes. Uh, and also, as well, as Connor mentioned, we'll put a, a link in the show notes for, again, Strip Panel Naked, a, a really good YouTube series. Uh, and if you love Moon Knight, you must check this out. Declan Shelby, a master of his craft, uh, and it gets or it gets explained to you um, why he is such. Um, as for next phase, Connor Shu, what have we got? What have we got? We've got a fantastic little episode. We see the return of uh, our man on the street, Tommy himself, jumping in for my second look into Mark Spector Moon Knight for the Scarlet Redemption trade arc. That's issues 26 to 31. Uh, we'll be diving into that. Uh, red Hot Crack mm-hmm. for the first time for me into a series I've not read much of. It's super exciting. Um, yep. and, you know, we've got a whole three more episodes left of the year. we got that one. Yep. Uh, maybe thinking of a Christmas special and then a year in review, and that'll tie us up nicely for the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be very exciting. I'll be, be keen to get your thoughts, Connor, on it. It's very different. Don't worry. It's nothing like the Infinity Crusade. Or the Infinity War issues of Mark Spector Moon Knight, which we um, which we reviewed in anticipation for Avengers Infinity War. Uh, it is a very different J.M. DeMatteis. Uh, very good. You know, comic readers will know him from um, Craven's, what is it, Last Hunt? Um, with Spider-Man? Yes. Um, very well-seasoned writer. Uh, the writing is a little out of left field, uh, but I, I mean that in a very good way. It's not your typical, you know, um, first, second, third act or what have you. Uh, very, very cool. And it suits this relationship that you get between Moon Knight and Stained Glass Scarlet, which is, um, funnily enough, yeah, funnily enough, kind of links towards this review of uh, Issue 5 titled Scarlet as well. So... Join us next week, loonies, if you can. Uh, this is that should be a cracker. Um, those issues are a bit hard to come by, but uh, if you can find them somewhere, dig them out. Uh, it's definitely worth a read. So, six issues, I believe, twenty-six to thirty-one. Uh, so yeah, that that marks the end of this episode, loonies. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as usual, you can find us on email. Drop us a line on itkmoonnight at gmail dot com. Uh, we have a blog site, a website, which is uh, into the night podcast at dot wordpress dot com. Uh, that has all our episode summaries, all our newsletters. It's all there for you um, to check out. Uh, we have a Facebook page at facebook dot com slash itkmoonnight. We have a group which we mentioned. I think we've we've surpassed seven hundred, Connor. So uh, things are things are really great. It's been a really great year for Into the Night. Um, yeah, can't wait to I don't know maybe spend some time reflecting on the year that has passed as uh, as Into the Night and for our Facebook group. But we'll get to that you know towards the end of the year. Uh, Twitter handle at itk moon night of course, and we have Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube. Just search for Into the Night, a Moon Night podcast. Uh, finally, iTunes ratings. If you could please leave a review, uh, preferably five stars if, if possible, if you like what you hear, uh, that will be very much appreciated. Uh, it will help us kind of really cast a larger net out there in the podcasting world or the huge ocean of podcasts at the moment. And it, it, it just helps other loonies um, find us. And uh, we want to kind of bring all the Moon Knight fans together and uh, and steal ourselves and and you know just celebrate a fantastic character. And finally, you know we're on all um, good podcast catches. So however you're listening to us now, we're also on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, all that sort of jazz. Um, so just tell your friends, tell tell anyone, tell your work colleagues, just to give us a go. Uh, we're good for train rides. Uh, long drives and uh, and in the gym, perhaps. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, so, Konishu, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed reviewing issue five. Uh, it has been a humdinger. And Who again, uh, sorry, again, yeah, Josh Johnson, um, issue 51, uh, episode 51. Sorry, check that out as well. We discussed it as well. We can't get enough of this issue. But yeah, Connor, did you enjoy it? Yep, loved it. You know? Fantastic. In a way, how could you not? But I guess you could also. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was fantastic. Absolutely. Well, loonies, take care of yourself. Have another good week ahead of you. Uh, and as always, may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Bye.
websites and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.